Vox Pro, powered by TELUS International. Customer experience is the new competitive battleground, and to compete at the highest level, you've got to have an edge. I'm Patrick Hawhey, content editor at VoxPro, and we're all about beautiful customer experience. And this podcast is all about giving you that edge. Welcome to VoxPro Studios. What does it mean to have a customer-first mindset? How valuable is it to your company? And how can you go about developing such an approach? HubSpot has over 40,000 customers in 90 countries, and this customer-first mindset has been really central to its success and its growth. And to hear more about how they implement it and maintain it, I'm delighted to be joined by Amanda White, Senior Manager of Agency Partner and Customer Success at HubSpot. Amanda, you're very welcome to VoxPro Studios. Thanks. I'm very excited to be here. Customer-first mindset. Very simply, what is it as far as you're concerned? So uh, one way to define a customer first mindset is the idea or this idea that customer is actually greater than company, which is greater than team, which is greater than individual. So it's it's this ethos or this mantra that uh, the customer is the most important thing in your business. And without your customers and without uh, them getting value from your product, then you're not going to have a business. So um, it's the idea of keeping the focus on the customer, particularly as your business grows, um, and not getting you know so worried about uh, all the intricate kind of growth pieces of a company and, and getting very focused on the internal mechanisms of a company, but keeping that maniacal focus on the customer as you grow. And the funny thing is that, you know, it's almost obvious to say that a company needs to focus on its customers because that's where the success is. But it's it's kind of like saying that common sense isn't so common. It's actually very difficult to achieve that, always looking outside of those everyday issues around your company and its growth and the organization and just keeping that focus. It's not easy, sure it's not. Oh, absolutely. It's something that you have to do consciously uh, every day. And I think, you know, HubSpot, we have this in our culture deck, um, you know, that our, our co-founder, Dharmesh Shah, uh, created, but he basically, since we started talking about this um, a couple of years ago, as HubSpot was growing, it's been something that I've had to keep uh, top of mind in every single thing I do. And it's so easy um, as a company to get distracted by your own internal processes and um, trying to solve for a particular number or a particular metric instead of solving for the customer. So we have um, we have an acronym at HubSpot, or we have a, a saying that's called "Solve for the Customer" uh, (SFTC), and it's something that we try to keep um, keep in the forefront of our minds all the time. And I think something that's really important also to talk about is that you know a customer first mindset isn't necessarily the equivalent of you know in the service industry the customer is always right. You know, it doesn't mean that um, you have to completely bend over backwards and give a customer anything that they want at any given time. Of course, you know, there has to be good business, uh, good business mindset, and you still have to, you know, achieve growth with your company and achieve your revenue goals. So I think it's important to know that um, just because you have this like maniacal focus on your customer, that doesn't mean that you can't also have this incredible growth with your company. It's just saying that by placing the focus on the customer, you're not getting distracted by your own internal processes and and the other thing, maybe other market conditions that are, are weighing you down as a company and you're keeping focused on providing that value. So before I ask you how HubSpot approaches developing and maintaining this customer first mindset, tell us very briefly about HubSpot for people who may have heard about it but may not be fully aware of what you guys do. Sure. So HubSpot is a uh, suite of tools, a a platform, if you will, of um, 
of software that helps our customers' businesses grow. So we started originally with the um, inbound marketing methodology, which was instead of um, interrupting customers, you want to attract customers to you by providing uh, valuable information to them um, in their search for, for a solution. So we started with a suite of marketing products that um, was everything from you know hosting your, your web page to landing pages and forms and automation, but we've really grown into so much more than that. And um, we've added our uh, sales products, our CRM, which was a huge launch for us, which is uh, completely free to, to anyone, our free CRM, um, as well as then our, our sales uh, professional products as well, um, which basically help to connect um, sales representatives to the, the folks in their marketing and sales representatives within a company in order to convert those leads into customers. And then, of course, the most exciting thing is um, we're kind of taking our next step into launching our customer products, and that um, we announced at our inbound conference this past year. And I think that's just a even further step of HubSpot to demonstrate our commitment to the customer. Okay, so it's it really is a, a product based on the customer and and the customers of your customers. So that's correct. That's exactly <laughs> this right. is a big focus for you guys. Um, okay, developing this customer first mindset. Sure. Can we start with Hiring it, hiring the right people for your company first, and then you know that that being the first step to your customer first mindset is that is that a fair place to start? Absolutely, um, culture is something that is is in HubSpot's bones, if you will. Uh, it's something that uh, we keep a, a, a strong focus on as we hire, and so we have an acronym called HART, and that uh, stands for humble, empathetic, adaptable remarkable and transparent and those would be the core ethos uh, or characteristics of the folks that we're looking to hire at HubSpot. So all of our hiring pillars and even the questions around you know job fit and technical knowledge are all rooted in uh, those uh, core heart um, attributes. So I think you know, a, a company that's grown as fast as HubSpot, trying to maintain the, the culture and the heart, so to speak, yeah. of a company is incredibly difficult. And so uh, a key success factor for us has been to maintain that quality um, of candidate as we hire and to, to hire those folks that are passionate about the customer, regardless of which division we're hiring them in, whether that be sales or marketing or customer success, um, and that they they do have these heart qualities. And that is, and you mentioned that as you scale, it's it must be very tough because you're like obviously your customer base is exploding, so surely you're going to you're bringing people in all the time to to sort of service those customers and 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 make sure they're successful. How do you manage to do this at scale? How do you manage to keep that um, to keep hiring the right people who fit into that heart core value system um, when you need so many people? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, this is something I was just in a meeting on last week where we're actually talking about how are we what are we at? What steps are we actively taking today to train in that next generation of excellent interviewers? So, you know, as a manager, I can't be the only one that's responsible for uh, hiring all these people. You know, you have to make sure that as you're building these successful teams, that everyone on your team understands the vision and values. So I think that's really a key 
um, a key thing that leadership needs to do is to make sure everyone in the organization, not just the interviewers, understand the vision and the values. And that way we're attracting candidates that have those vision and values. And that also then as a manager, you are then, of course, you know, uh, working with all the folks on your team that will be doing interviewing to make sure that they um, have that at the forefront of their mind, you know, as they're as they're doing these interviews. And I think something HubSpot has also done very well is to um, to have a very specific process in place. So you know, for each job role, we know exactly how many interview steps there's going to be. We know who's going to be interviewing. Um, you know, we have things in place so that we can avoid, you know, bias. And we take a, a lot of time and care on the recruitment process because to me, there's nothing more important than building, um, building strong teams. And uh, the, the, the whole thing about recruitment is really interesting as well, because the, the, it's a touch point with your, with your company. So even for people who don't get the job, you want to make sure that they're happy not getting the job or certainly haven't got a negative a, a, a sort of a negative perception of HubSpot because they didn't get the job. So is that a big factor in, in the process? Oh, absolutely. We want everyone to walk away. Like the interview process should, shouldn't be this like, why do you want to join us? And like, what are you going to do for us type of environment? It should 100% be this mutual um, getting to know you experience where we're just genuinely trying to figure out if this is the right fit for them and for us and of course for our customer. And um, we want everyone to walk away from the interview process still, you know, you know, liking HubSpot as a company, wanting to work there. And, you know, we have on, on many occasions, if somebody hasn't been the right fit right away, either we said, you know, hey, go go back, get a little bit more experience and come back to us. And then we've approached them later saying, hey, we've we've been keeping an eye on you. We think you're uh, you've got some great experience. We'd love to have you come back and interview or potentially maybe this person was you know, an awesome candidate, it just wasn't the right role. So when the right role comes up, we want to be able to reach out to them and, and see if, um, they're, you know, they're willing to come back and, and interview with us. So, uh, you know, absolutely, we want people to have a strong connection to HubSpot. You mentioned a couple of times the word fit. And mm. I, this is something we, we discussed at Lawfare, is culture fit versus culture ad. Mm. Tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, so this is something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, we have our four kind of core hiring pillars within the customer success organization. Um, we need to check your inbound marketing technical knowledge. We need to see about um, the actual job fit itself for the role. Um, we also need, we check for GSD or get shit done, which is just <laughs> your ability to, um, you know, kind of be a go-getter and, and uh, you know, take initiative. And then the last piece is culture fit. And so for, for years, we've been asking questions around, you know, what motivates people? Um, you know, can they give us examples of um, times they've helped a colleague? You know, we ask these questions to try to get a little bit more to the heart, as I mentioned earlier, um, the heart qualities of these candidates. And so, you know, lately I was doing a lot of thinking about, you know, are if are we using the right language when we say culture fit? Because if everybody at HubSpot has to fit this particular definition of our culture, am I only hiring the same person over and over again? Um, and or is is culture should we be defining that as as an evolving? Uh, you know, kind of free-flowing type of culture where the different people that we bring in add to that culture. So 
we've we're changing our language internally to move away from just culture fit you know if you're like us come join to, to culture add because I think you can have this very diverse um, opinions thoughts backgrounds way of approaching things while still embodying those heart qualities so I think it's really important as interviewers that we're not limiting the scope of who it is that we're hiring um, by a particular definition of what we might have in our head as, as a culture fit. But instead, we're saying, how might this person add to our culture? How might their diverse uh, personality, thought, opinion, background add to what we're trying to do here? And then, of course, once you hire all these diverse people, it's incredibly important to um, to, to place a focus on how you work together and make sure that people understand coming from different opinions, we're all here working towards a common goal. Because, of course, uh, your customer base is as diverse as your team, your internal teams. So you need to hire people who are just like your customers, and that takes in a huge range of different types of people. So I think that's a really interesting way to approach it. And, of course, particularly for a SaaS product um, like HubSpot, maintaining the customers on board, keeping them there, keeping them successful, keeping them delighted is key to the growth of your company. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, how do people want to be sold to today? Like we, you know, um, Darmesh and Brian asked each other back, you know, in 2006 when the company was founded, you know, how do people want to be marketed to? And they said people don't want to be interrupted um, in their day to day. So now you kind of have to ask yourself, how do people want to be sold to? And to be honest, the, the whole like cold calling, call you up and tell you about my product and then you buy it is is moving away. And what people really care about is, um, you know, what other customers experience has been. You know, you see all the trip advisors and the Yelps of the world. They have that for SaaS companies, too. But the most important thing is um of course, word of mouth and referral. And it's it's something like it's like the flywheel of customer success. If your customers come in, they get a lot of value from your product. They will also then refer other people to HubSpot and become promoters of your product. And then that will, of course, then bring in um, more customers for you as well. So that's very important. And as part of customer success, I assume one of the main things is to understand why people leave. What happens when you're not successful? How do you approach that? Yeah, absolutely. So our customer success organization at HubSpot is um, very focused on providing value for the customer. And so when a customer leaves HubSpot, we call that churn in the industry. So a customer is churning. And um, yeah, the the number one thing our, our, we talk about all the time within um, the, the customer success organization inside of HubSpot is why are these customers churning? Where didn't we provide value? Uh, where did that break in the chain happen? And how can we you know try to make sure that that doesn't happen in the future? So it's a constant evaluation of why are our customers churning and what can we do to to prevent that? How do you do it? How do you approach it in terms of metrics, in terms of logging this, in terms of segmenting the, all of these reasons and, and acting upon them? Sure. So um, I think we have some things like what we refer to as leading indicators. So 
those would be like, you know, health checks on a, a customer subscription or a, um, you know, product usage type of report. So, so how often they're using it? Are they engaging, interacting with it? Exactly. You know, so if somebody's only using a small part of the product, then they're probably not getting as much return on investment from it because they aren't getting the value of using all of the tools, which then helps them from like a closed loop reporting perspective. And so then they might... Um, they might churn because of that. So we, you know, and we also work with small to medium sized businesses. So it's important for us to differentiate between, you know, is someone just, are they not paying us? And so it's like a non-payment. So we track that separately than um, a proactive cancellation, somebody who raised their hand and said, hey, I'm I'm not going to renew your product. So um, those would be one ways, uh, uh, one way that we kind of divide up the way that we look at customer churn. Um, And then, uh, we also, of course, look at the renewal rate or what we call the the customer dollar retention. So, um, you know, how many customers or the dollar amount of the subscriptions are we retaining on a monthly basis? And then in relation to acting on that, sure. so say, for example, with the leading indicators, do you reach out to those customers who may not be fully engaging with all the different features of the product and say, listen, we think we can help you get more value out of this? Yeah, absolutely. So we have two sides of the business. We work um, with our customers directly and our customer success managers would, of course, take a look at the leading indicators of of someone's success with a product and um, then, yes, proactively reach out to them and say, hey, um, it, it might be a positive thing too. Like, looks like you're doing great. You've imported a lot of contacts or we see that you're using your landing pages for upcoming events. Have you looked at our Eventbrite integration? So there might be other ways that the customer success manager can add value in a positive way. Um, but then, of course, if some of our leading indicators are showing us that a customer um, is not using the product or is not engaging with us, then yes, it would be the customer success manager's job to try to figure out um, you know, what's going on in that, in that value chain and how can we um, rectify it. And I assume sort of education and content, that kind of thing is very important to this because again, HubSpot is based on the idea that we need to give our customers useful material, useful content, things that that add value to them and their lives. But this is something you practice very carefully yourselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, one one thing is we certainly do a ton of um, self-help. We have a lot of um, informational articles and education uh, pieces out there with our HubSpot Academy. So we know that people, our customers, like to learn in different ways. So it's important that, you know, especially as you grow and scale as a company, the only way that um, you're providing value can't be from a customer success manager picking up the phone and making a phone call because that doesn't scale. So you have to figure out how to continue to provide value at the right time to your customers when they need it. And that's everything from, um, you know, support. Of course, if someone's frustrated, you want to give them that um, support answer or technical answer right away. That's that's providing value. Um, as I mentioned earlier, integrations. If somebody is, you know, using your product potentially very successfully, but they don't know about an integration, um, is there a way for the system to recognize that and suggest an integration as a po- in-app as opposed to having to rely on a customer success manager? And the more and more that you can get um, – this type of automation in place, that means it doesn't mean that there's no um, place for, for the humans, for the customer success manager. It just means that they can focus even more on the on higher value strategy and those high value conversations with our customers as opposed to necessarily just pointing out things that um, potentially could be done with automation or inside of the application. 
it's something in Voxburg we speak a lot about it's this blended AI approach mm-hmm. where it's taking the best of humans and the best of, of machines bringing them together to actually just put the customer experience on a much higher level than ever before um, and I imagine a product like HubSpot is, is rife for that it's, it's the perfect ground to have that approach as well yep absolutely I want to ask you, as I always do with, with people in from hugely successful companies like yourselves, um, what other companies do you feel are world leaders in customer experience and why? Sure. So, um, you know, Zappos, of course, uh, Tony That's Shea. That's a popular one. It, it is. <laughs> but I think it's worth saying because yeah. he really is the godfather of customer service and um you know i remember when they first came out and they had you know free shipping and um it was like rumor like oh if there was any issue with anything like if you called them that um they would sort it out and that was pretty unbelievable and i took my business uh, there you know because of that so i think the fact that he you know pioneered that and kind of went out there and put the stake in the ground and said hey customer success or customer satisfaction is good business like you can make this an economic business principle and build your company around it i think you know that was pretty revolutionary for the time so i think it's it's worth mentioning and then of course um Netflix putting out their culture deck and and what's important to them as a company and I think you know they were one of the first companies that talked about the importance of work-life balance and actually put that out into the world and said you know we we have this unlimited vacation policy we care about our employees and um, their ability to take time off work and spend time with their families and we know that they're happier because of it and they actually come back and provide uh, more productivity to our company because of it so treating your your employees well is again once again good business uh, so I think uh, Netflix and, and Zappos definitely. Um, Netflix, you know, also having some inspiration for our, our HubSpot culture deck. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that you can see it, it shines through. Um, you have over forty thousand customers mm. and growing, but a lot of people listening to this podcast may have two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. Yep. Um, do you have any advice for companies of that size about how they can sort of start? building that customer first approach and start building that exceptional customer experience from from where they're standing. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about customer first actually being good business from an economics perspective. Um, there's a really good book called The Founder's Mentality from two Bain consultants that talks about that if anyone is, is looking for some reading. Um, and I think, you know, it's the leadership's team job to set the vision, outline the plays, and then track the progress. Uh, We work a lot with our small to medium-sized businesses in the partner channel, uh, marketing agencies that are reselling our HubSpot software. And something that we've learned from that is that our agency partner owners sometimes get in the weeds too much with uh, working in the business instead of on the business. So they might be, you know, doing client calls or um, actually reviewing project work instead of focusing on setting that vision and making sure everyone within the organization understands that vision and that common goal that they're working towards. Um, You know, hiring is something we talked about earlier that I think is really hard for smaller businesses. I think it's one of the top challenges that they face, hiring and attracting, hiring, retaining quality talent. And I think that that's one way a business can do that is if the the owners and the leadership isn't in the business but working on the business and focusing on setting that vision 
And then also it's a, it's a constant evaluation of your customer experience as well. So um, if you're experiencing a lot of growth right now, uh, taking that time to evaluate and eliminate unnecessary complexity internally inside of your company that isn't benefiting the customer and challenging yourself in every meeting to to ask like where where is the customer in this where is their voice how is this benefiting them you know I listened to um, the interview that you did with um, John Moses and I thought that was incredibly interesting when he was talking about working at uh, HP I believe it was and he was saying it wasn't it wasn't that the company there wasn't visionary it was just that it was so big it became very difficult to be innovative in terms of cus- customer success and customer satisfaction so I think um, it's it's really important um, to have some form of a voice of the customer program as well but for it not to just be one individual's responsibility, for that to be a mindset within the entire organization. It sounds like a number of posters with where is the customer in this dotted around the office and every meeting room might be a good it might be a good plan for this uh, implementing this, Amanda. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I, I do I feel so strongly that it, it can't just be one person's job. Of course it might be one person's job to collect the data and to um, put the insights together and to disseminate that into the rest of the company. But it has to be a vision, a shared vision from from an entire company perspective. And um, you know, I kind of if I think of the HubSpot house, you have uh, you know, systems on the bottom floor w- with business process built on top of that to use those systems, and then your organizational structure on top of that. And if you kind of think of the roof as culture or decision-making culture, if you are trying to go into kind of those bottom two layers in terms of systems and business process to create some efficiency or to get some cost savings, if if you don't actually go in and do that at the decision-making culture level, uh, then I think you're kind of doing it in a vacuum because uh, all the other things depend on the way that people make decisions. So if it's if you don't have that customer-first mindset in everything that you do, um, I think that's one way a company can sink themselves in terms of complexity. Well, look, it's something that HubSpot have been doing so well and um, will continue to do even better, no doubt. Uh, Amanda White, Senior Manager of Agency Partner and Customer Success at HubSpot, thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about your uh, passion for the customer-first mindset. Thank you so much, Patrick. It was great having you. Vox Pro, powered by TELUS International. And for more insights from the Masters of Customer Experience, you can subscribe to the VoxPro Studios podcast channel on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to check out voxbrokegroup.com for all of our latest articles, ebooks, and CX thought leadership. For now, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. VoxPro Studios, where insights live.